0: Because
1: he is
2: not Recorded that live.
0: Go ahead, Gary. I just hit the record button. That's all.
2: Oh, oh, okay. So, all right. So, we want to just go ahead then, or just what do we want to do? I guess we better, yeah. We
3: can, you know, we can fill in uh, after the call with anybody. We, you know, when we're all done with anybody who came on late, which okay. is most of us. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yep. <laughs> okay. All right. So did you get that? I I tried to put a little uh, agenda together this morning because I told you my email is not working, so I tried to do an agenda. Did you guys get that? Yeah. Yeah, I got it. I,
4: oh, okay. I, yeah, but I'll look. Let me pull up my computer.
2: Okay.
1: Do you hear me? Hello? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can still hear me?
2: Yeah. Yeah, we can still hear
1: you. Me. Yeah, you. All right.
2: And Sadiq is looking to see if he got
4: it. Yeah. you can All go right. ahead. I, I'll find it while y'all talk. Okay. It.
2: Well, it's just a brief thing to to, to try, try to get us going on the thing. And I put down there that first we, a little background on the deportation issue there in uh, and cabo verde and how we got involved in that and then build out from there and then eventually gotta tell you something about Cabo Verde and all that. But anyway, and um the uh, deportation issue came up with me seventeen years ago when uh Josie Brito was the uh ambassador there. One day, Cuz comes in the house and asks me, What am I doing about the situation in Cape Verde with deportation? I didn't know what he was talking about. I said, well, What deportation? You know?" He said, Well, don't you, some of you guys get deported. What are you doing? And so I said, Well, generally just trying to keep track of them if we can, as best we can. M-su, uh what you call it, the uh, Simba you know, cover them guys, but but there's only not, not that many guys, but I said, but that's what we have a couple. We try to keep track of them. So he says, well, I think you should get involved in this. So I call up the embassy here when we were living in D.C. then and asked them, the ambassador there, and it was Britu, and I told him that we work with the guys coming out of the penitentiary. I said, well, why don't you come in and see? You're here just in time. We need you. That was 17 years ago. And he got me I came in and we started having meetings and stuff like that, and everybody agreed it was going to be a problem. They were having problems with people being deported, but no one came up with this is what we're going to do. When I said, "Well, I know what to do," they just said "mm-hmm" to that. And even went over, time this went over, and and spoke to the people at the uh, in the government and some corrections people and all. Everybody says, "Yeah, we want to do something," but. uh they Then uh, they didn't have any money, and one thing after that, another. And so I was going then to meetings up in Boston, because that's where the Cape Burden big Cape Verdean area is, going to meetings there over the years, over these 17 years, and never, you know, we'd go to, we'd have meetings, and they always talk about how terrible it is, but never this is what we're going to do about it. And I said, well, maybe this and maybe that. They never did anything with it until... This past year when uh they have a have a new ambassador, but here's why the whole thing happened because I was going to meetings with the consulate up in Boston and they just said, "Well, when a guy comes in and says he's going to be deported, we tell him, don't worry about it, we'll take care of it." and what they were doing was they weren't filling out the paperwork or anything like that. Here and yeah, the the country you're going into has to fill out paperwork and all that, and they weren't doing that, and so nothing was happening. So eventually, the the just the State Department got involved and said, "Well, due to your redu- reluctant partnership with the United States, we're not going to do tr- certain kind of aid and all that kind of stuff." And that was the first time they found out. They said, reluctant partnership. What is that? And they said, well, you haven't taken anybody that we we say they need to be deported and all that. And they had some uh, 400-some people. There were some at that time that they are waiting to deport, and the, the Cape Verdeans never said okay to it. Well, then they assigned a new ambassador. And when I called, they said, okay, come in. We need to talk to you about this, you know, to help us with this. The new ambassador is uh, Carlos Vega, who really was the prime minister for 10 years. He said, we have to get back in the good graces of the United States government because certain monies we want from them that they give us and all that kind of stuff. And so they assigned to find the uh, Carlos to do this. And Carlos brought with him Tony. Um, And Tony had been in Germany working on intelligence stuff and all that kind of business. And he came to the United States to work on this issue. And when I called them up, they said, Hey, why don't you come in? We don't know about it. Came in to see it and They said, we like what you're talking about doing. And we want to do that. We'll do that with you. I said, well, you know, it's going to cost money, but blah, blah, blah. you know, the whole thing I told him, they said, yeah, we don't have money. I said, well, uh, then you have to raise the money. But here was what I, what I told him you had to do. I said, let's go to the billionaires in this, in this world, and there's plenty of them, and we'll go to the billionaires as a prime minister, go call them up, and tell them you want to talk to them and ask them for the money. Not through foundations or anything like that, because uh, then they're talking about uh, they're going to want to run everything. I so said, we don't want to do it that way. Do it directly. It's said, okay. I said, you will do that? Yeah, we'll do that. I said so. We put the, the the piece together that you got a copy of now that they worked on because it has to be an agreement. That piece that we sent to you is an agreement between the State Department and the Verde government. Okay, and they, and they say in order for them to get back into the good graces, they have to follow up with that with this piece that we put together. Now in it. It says if you read it too also also you'll notice it says an NGO will be assigned to it. We're the NGO. Okay. We'll provide the technical assistance to put this program together. So it said, okay, we can do that. So what we said but we need you to raise the money. The only money they have is a little money So say, okay, you can do a little planning with that. I said, okay. Because at first they, they didn't do have that. They said, no, we don't have any money to do that. We can't go ask people for money, and you're going to say you can't put up any money. We're never going to get anybody to cooperate on that. So they said, okay, and over the year, they've come up with a small amount of money. They said, we can do that, and it will allow you to do some planning, and we need a six-month period. But I said, the biggest thing is that the prime minister or whomever, has to make these calls and has to contact these people like Zuckerberg right now is excellent to do with. but uh we have a whole list that we said they these people need to be contacted, so Bruce has been putting together letters, and now I'm thinking letters are being sent out or not, but it's not clear how that is, but the whole idea is they will they will give us access to the people who have the money, and we will lay out what we have here, that this is what we're going to do. So the just the State Department likes the idea, and the Cape Verdean government likes the idea. Now they say, okay, we'll do this, and we'll do it under the technical advice of the NGO. That's us. We'll put this thing together. So the whole thing that we say we're going to do is basically what we've been doing with the trust over the years. And the two main pieces are from a liability to an asset and the uh, children of the Sun school. Those are the two things. We're arguing if we do the children of the Sun school, it will prevent people from going to jail. Okay, and then the guys who are going to jail, we could do the from a liability to an asset the way we're doing it, have been trying to do it over the years in the penitentiary. That's really what we said. So we said we could put together because we're arguing that all behavior is driven by values. Like, you know, you've heard me say it a million times. And right. therefore, we need to affect, uh, change the value system of the young people who we're working with. So we need, we really need to do it. We're, we're working on the, 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 the back end. That's after guys get in trouble and all this kind of stuff. Then we're going to do something about it. And we're saying the focus really should be on The front end, which is the cultural schools and all that kind of stuff. And so that's what we say we should be doing. And then we'll prevent guys. That's what it's all about. And even under what they're doing right now, uh, we have a country, a small country, that's agreed to do this. Now, you know we don't have any other country that's agreed to do We have a hard enough time getting a a penitentiary in a state to do it, you know. And now we have access to a country that says, okay, we'll do what you say to do. So we're saying over the next three years we'd like to do uh, our demonstration, even though the State Department is telling people we're the answer to the whole thing. So wait, no, don't say that really, because we haven't had an opportunity to put this together right. And so that's what we want—an opportunity to do that before you tell people. We think this is what you need to do, but let's test it first. Kapverd is a small country. We can see what happens when we actually do this work. Whereas, well, you know, we had enough trouble with it trying to do it in New York. City. Well, New York City is so much bigger than Copper Verde anyway. Copper Verde is only half a million people. It's ten islands and a half a million people, and there's another—the other half million uh, live in. Mainly New England, because that's that's all, that's all the number numbers people we're talking about. So we can work with a small number like that, and that's that's what we're laying out that we could do. Okay, now Gary,
3: Gary you, you yes. might tell them about the community organi- organizing and the community and the economic development stuff too. That's the that those are sort of the new additions okay. to try to get get the uh, community support. Yeah,
2: we we we. And, yeah, okay, and here's how we we'll go about that. We say uh, the community, and, it will, again, because you got a small place like this, say the community has to be involved in this. It can't be uh, somebody's got to take care of it. We're not going to do that. We're not going to say uh, somebody's got to take care of this. No, you have to take care of it. The community itself, the Cape Verdean community has to do this in cooperation with people who are being deported. That's how it has to happen. And the other part of it is, and you know this all the time, is when you do the uh, pre-entry programs and all, no one has an economic plan. They're all going to say, we're going to find you a job or somebody's going to hire you. No, we're not doing it that way. There has to be an economic plan. And we have to put that economic plan together. And so when, we, when a guy goes through our process, he's part of a plan. And here's how, here's how he's going to work, and here's how you do. And again, because we have a small community that's developing, you can try different things that you might not be able to do in other places. But we can do that by because we have the support of the government to do it. So that's 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 how we're add, our, our whole add on to it. The bottom line really is we're working on developing uh, a country really. And that's what that's what K. Bird likes about this because they say, "Well, this is more than just deport, deportation." I said, "Oh yeah." So if we do the things you're talking about, we can develop our country, and that's what they And the country's only forty years old, you know. And so they say we can develop it. You just teach us how to do that, and that's where we are on the thing. So they agreed to all this stuff. Okay, we'll do it. Now we have to uh, clearly raise the money to do it but you, you got a copy of what we said we want to do. And here's how we're figuring it. We say, you guys have the, the whole issue of people in the penitentiary, that's the stuff we've been doing for the last uh, 20 years on piecemeal basis. All right? So we say we want to do that. You guys know how to put that together and put the whole thing, how it works inside and all that kind of stuff and the training and that needs to go on the curriculum, all that stuff we have, but but the guys we want you guys to handle that not only here but in Cape Verde too. It's not just that you we just work with people here. You got to work them and deal with people in the in the Cape in, uh Cape Verde Islands because they're already right. saying we want to do what you're talking about doing. So okay. where
3: we're talking about the startup because none of us have the. Uh... Local languages, or most of us don't have Portuguese or Criolu, Uh right. is to we're going to do the first round of training both of the Cape Verdean trainers and the u s side trainers in Massachusetts, so we form a, an inter, you know a two country team, one institute two two hubs and and one staff that spend some time training together so that you know there isn't the Cape Verde one and the u s one there's
2: right. The the institute with its two houses, right. And the, and the other thing, remember this is that um, one of the issues that came up right away with the people in New England, they said, "Now let, help me to understand this. You guys are going to put together a program to deal with guys who are deported. What about these guys who are coming back here? Because more of them come are coming back here." to New Bedford and Brockton and Boston then are going to Cape Verde because the total number of people we're talking about is four hundred. Now right. half of those guys are coming from the penitentiary. The other half are, are uh, got their papers all messed up. So right. it's not like you're saying we've got a whole bunch of guys come from the penitentiary. That's not true at all. Okay? The and then you'll find out uh the guys who who are coming from the penitentiary, you say, well, what did they do? And then you'll see things like uh, possession of stolen batteries, you know, all kinds. No major crimes really in the whole thing. So it's not <clears> like you say there's a whole <clears throat> crime that's epidemic and they're all being sent over to Cape Verde. That's that's not the case at all. But I mean, because uh, and the other part is, it's not clear. And this is what we need clarity on. Clarity on is. You know, here when our guys got deported, they didn't go home first. They went right from jail to the, out of the country. Well, they're not doing that. with these guys. i don't know how they're doing this, but these guys are in the street. There's, there's not a lot of them in the penitentiary now. And and if you're uh, um, if it's if your your papers aren't in order, you never do go to the penitentiary. They're, they're, you're in the street again because we talked to the people at ICE. And they said, Oh yeah, well maybe we could round them up and that kind of stuff. So where are they? It's not clear to them where the guys are.
3: Yeah, that's so why we, we need do. that six months to kind of yeah. figure all this stuff out.
2: Yeah. Where are and they put together? some sensible,
3: yeah. sensible design for working with these guys that aren't um
2: there day and night, you
4: know?
2: <laughs> or at least they are now.
3: Right. <laughs>
2: right. And we and we thought see when when they talk about it say, oh yeah, they're coming out of the penitentiary. Uh, it's not accurate at all. And so uh, where are they becomes a question. And so then, again, since it's a question, where are they? Can you get them round up so we could work on them? Because we've also said to them, look, we're not going to just take guys off the street and say, okay, you're in our program, and they're not trained, nothing like that. We're not going to do that. I said, no, they, we have a process that we put men through, and they have to go through the process. Now, if they're not going through it, uh, uh, then we really can't accept them. And so they said, okay, we'll we'll have them go through it. So we asked ICE about it, and they said, yeah, uh, well, maybe we can get some of these guys, you know. So, again, that's like Bruce said, we need this six-month period to find out where are these guys, how are we going to put them wherever we're going to put them, and all that kind of stuff. We we really need to figure that out because, as you see, ICE doesn't know where the hell they are, and neither do we.
3: Yeah, so, those, so the, I mean, that's a huge question. The reason why the other part of six months is that'll give us time to to buy, figure out the, the the full design we need to fill in all the blanks that aren't already there in the community and then figure out a budget, which, you know, it's either, if we have to do everything, it's going to be way big, and, and uh, the more we can get you know a community organization that's connected to uh you know a bunch of training opportunities any of, any of that stuff starts knocking big chunks off of what we need for a budget so that, you know that's we can't even go to really have a final talk uh with, with a funder with real
2: numbers until we've got that stuff done and we need some discussion around that because see I'm I'm big on no we're going to go these community groups ain't going to do shit they had an opportunity to do it before. They never did it before. They ain't going to do it now. And right. so now we got to come up with, how are you going to do this? And they're all going to say, well, when I get out of the deal, you're going to give me some money, I'll do it. They're not going to say, oh, well, we can use my, our money. They're not going to do that. They ain't right. going to do that at all. And so I say, I'm big on, no, no. We go, whatever the budget is, If, if like Bruce says, we really need $10 million a year. Okay, then that's our budget. $10 million dollars a year or if you say we need 20 billion that's a million rather i think that should be the budget and just say this is it now either you want to do it or you don't want to do it you know but to to uh to pretend that these community groups are going to do something anybody who's dealing with reentry says the same dumb shit over and over every year yeah all the guy needs is a job you ever talk to that guy ever spend right. any time with him and see what he says and, and tell you how the world works? And then you say, oh, he needs a job? I think something wrong with you because that, that is not how he sees the world. And, that, and therefore, you get him a job, you may get him a job. And the other part is you can't get him a job. The bottom line is you really can't get him a job. And again, if you agree to give this group some money, give this out know, money for them, I don't want to do that. Mm-mm. And and this, I think, is different from that. In that we're saying we're not a service organization. We're not going to serve these guys. Mm-mm. We want them to be responsible. And being responsible isn't taking care of you, like the base basic line I say to guys now. Uh, can you feed yourself? Yeah, hey, I'll go to the store. No, you ain't got no job. How are you going to go to the store? But well, somebody got to put up some money. You know, okay, no, you got to do it. So it may, it may mean you got to plant a garden or something, shit. But you got to do something to take care of yourself. That's that's where I'm coming from on this whole thing. That that business of somebody's gonna help us not, it ain't never proved true set yet, you know. But that's all for discussion too. But uh, that's where I'm coming from on the whole thing. And then we said we'd set up a, an institute in Cape Verde and, and one in, uh, here in the United States. And then I think what we do, because we put this model together, we franchise this out. Because there's other countries are already saying, yeah, they, they told uh, the State Department, it is told the six, 16 West African countries,
1: yeah,
4: they should
2: be following our model. Shit, we didn't even lay the thing out yet. And they're at State Department telling, yeah, that's what you need to do. Okay, if you do it a certain way, we franchise the thing out to different countries and all that kind of stuff. But uh, Portugal, Spain, Cape Verdeans are in those countries. But I think what we're talking about, because this incarceration issue for our for our people is around the world. It's not just in any. Lo- specific country around the world and so therefore okay then how are we going to deal with it and you, and really usually we're dealing with it by having or somebody got to take care of them, somebody got to do this somebody no no that's not how we're going to do it right
3: what
2: was that
4: no it sounds like a plan so in part in terms of the institute, are you looking for people to relocate?
3: Probably.
1: Yeah.
3: I mean, because we, you know, we we would be having, uh, and this, uh, you know, that's, you at least have to be there during these training sessions, which could be extended. So, so we're going to have to figure out what's the most compact design in time that's going to work and what does that mean
4: logistically for
3: where we have to be right
4: you no know, it sounds it sounds feasible and how and what is the number of individuals that you're looking to to relocate i know you mentioned two for washington but beyond that when we're talking about setting up the institute what would the numbers look like and but what
3: the, the the key the key is going to be we we need to have some management of the institute and we right. need to have uh, train the trainer people and right. which is you guys for sure and 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 so the you know the, we don't have that answer real tight yet but but right. um, you know again we, we're, that's obviously an early question to
2: try to get answered in the uh,
3: in the planning process Right And remember sure.
2: this we're, we're, Bruce and I have been messing around this thing for a while But we're looking for other And now and now, Fred comes in and says Wait, mate, you guys, how about this, how about that We expect <laughs> the same thing from you guys To say, well, what about yeah. this, what about that I say, okay, yeah. let's figure the thing out we, we got to build it together yeah, yeah, let's build it That's what we are got to do You say, no, man, this that don't make any sense Why don't you do so-and-so-and-so-and-so You know, right okay, how do you do okay, how you do it same way with uh uh it's really what does this really cost to do i at one time bruce you said to me he said, you know when they do those um job corps, uh job corps. here's how much money they're spending on that okay what it all right you know and that used to so
3: be we, i' don't, i mean it's been some years for me now, but you know it used to be
4: for three hundred
3: guys, it was eight million bucks a year. Wow. Just, you know, because it's a residential school. You're housing, feeding, uh, you know, doing the social stuff, getting them back and forth to home now and again. I mean, you know, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, but, but you know, running a full uh, educational, residential educational program
2: isn't cheap. Yeah. But you again, know. you know, again, since we have, again, I think we've got to really play to this. We have a small country willing to do what we want them to do. And so, for example, say, how come the children of the sun school, we don't need separate school, should be part of a regular school in, uh, in Capo Verde. How come we don't say, you know, they may say, okay, so it should be part of schooling. in there. Yeah, every school should have this. And so it's part of, uh, I know they had a, a food program that, uh, at first, it was funded from the outside, and then they said, oh, no, we need to keep this going. So the, the state took it over, and it started – so in all schools, they feed the kids. Right. You know, so maybe you say, okay, well, maybe this is something we could do. And again, because it's so small, you can mess around like that They say, well, okay, we could do this in, uh, in, in Cabo Road. We only have 2,000 kids in, in the whole system, you know. Is something we could do, or something like that, you know. But they're open to us coming up with this is what you should do. And that, and uh, that I should tell you tell you this, the um, the prime the uh, prime minister, the prime minister, yeah, the the ex prime minister, uh, Chav, uh, Carlos Vega, actually runs that country. Right. And he's been he he's been the uh, he has been. He was a, the, the uh, prime minister, who was, it was over the president in in Cabo Verde for ten years, and then when they got in trouble like this, they got him to get back involved and stuff again. So when we have our meetings, have a meeting and talk about what we're going to do, he'll just say, "You don't have to convince me. I read the whole thing. We're going to do what you say." That's a, that's been their attitude. So I said, "Okay." What I say, but we got to go back and tell the people in Cape Verde, he said, oh, yeah, when we do that, we tell them this is what they're going to do. I said, oh, so he said, what, you thought we were going to go back and ask them what they think about this? We've already thought this thing through. This is what you're going to do. That's where they are.
1: Right.
2: And so, they say, so they say, you you tell us what what we need to do, and then we'll do it. So... And again, and he's—they've made an announcement over there. I tell you that, right, Bruce? That we're coming. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. These yeah. they've announced to the country? Oh yeah, we're coming. They're coming over here, and they're going to set this program up and take care of deportation.
1: So, and then the department—the
2: Department of Corrections said, "Will you come help us in the penitentiary?" Then they got so-called—you know, like they call them here—young people at risk. A program. They said, "Would you come and work with us, also?" That's that's where they are and all this stuff. Yeah.
4: How how much does it cost to get to the country and and round trip?
2: probably be, because
3: yeah. Uh... <laughs> uh, let me see if I still have that number. Because I that think number?
4: It would be imperative that we at least visit. <laughs>
1: you know
4: of individuals that could at least make a trip out there,
2: oh
3: yeah 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 in the uh, in the planning period we're just trying to set things up but but certainly you know the first setup when 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 the demo's really going, we got some last uh, details of hooking up the, the institute, and that's a huge piece of i mean an important piece of it. everybody has to be in both countries our first right. training is going to be in the u.s
4: mm-hmm. our trainers yeah.
3: and all, the rest of us need to be in cape Verde to get a sense of what we're working with mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah but, but, I we but we but we haven't budgeted we, the only thing we budgeted in the planning period is for gary and me to go a couple oh, okay. of times to, to the first time for two weeks to you know get the lay of the land talk to the relevant people about the economy and what's going on and you know who, right. who meet some people that are, are uh, leaderly, whether they're in existing organizations or not, and and, and mm-hmm. really get a lot of the setup for the partnerships over there.
4: Right, done. exactly. And, and,
3: and, that's my, and then that's we have one. Then we have a second trip with with a a week to basically get all the uh, the f- formal agreements uh, locked in, uh, and and that's that's what that's the limit of what we've. We're doing in Cape Verde in the planning period, just trying to figure out enough. And then and a lot of what will be determined while we're d- building this design together is, okay, so what else do we need to do when, you know, when we're up and running with a grant before we actually start training? And it has to be a pretty compressed period. Uh, because we're going to have thirty months to do this thing, and we don't want to spend six of it again, you
4: know, <laughs> getting set up. Yeah,
3: right. <laughs> so we're trying to get as much of the setup done as we can ahead of time, and you know, just identify all the actors in the, for the for the demo and get them to agree to be involved, and and uh, and then we got to run a, a tight ramp ramp up once we're in this in the demo, so we can get. You know, obviously, the, your idea of going to uh, getting everybody to see on the ground what they're dealing with in, in Cape Verde, Cabo Verde, uh, it, it is one of those things we have to do at the very beginning
2: of the funding.
4: Sure, most well, certainly.
2: Now you should notice this too, because this bothers Bruce, but doesn't bother me. They don't do anything on time. <laughs>
4: Who's, who's they, DOC or the Cape Verdeans?
2: Cape Verdeans. The whole country K-Birdians K-Birdians like... <laughs> don't do anything on time.
4: So it's, it's,
2: it's, sometimes it's frustrating working with them because they say, God damn, I thought we were going to do this. I thought We are, we are. And they'll never say no to anything. Right. It, it's you know, kind of it's,
3: it's it's kind of a cartoon of the image of the uh, tropical island,
2: you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Why well, 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 to doing it today? It might be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it won't, it won't do it, it's just going to take them. And, and Tony, our guy who we work with mainly here in in uh, in uh, Washington, has been out of the country now as it, for the last eight years. He's been in Germany. Oh well,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, and okay. so, so he comes back. He said, "The only thing that gets to me about Cape okay, Birdians is you say the meeting's at eleven o'clock. You get there at eleven thirty, and you're the first person."
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: so that's going to be <laughs> said, say, gotta so the handicap we got to deal with. So all the meetings
2: are like that. And so he said, "Jesus," or just I just went to a meeting up in uh up in Boston, right? That's a four-hour drive from here. I said, okay, uh, we're going to meet with yeah, you meet with the prime minister, blah, 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 blah. I said, the meeting lasted 10 minutes. Wow. Then he said they had to go. They had to go to another meeting, another meeting. I said, that's the end of the meeting? Yeah, we agreed everything. I said, okay. So yeah, here's yeah, our number, call us, yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff. You know, nice people, friendly, and all that kind of stuff. But they don't yes. deal with clocks. So well, bad. I mean, but in in a way they this, this are, th-
3: these guys were over to do a thousand things. and, and they gave us everything we really need, which was yes. the foreign minister himself's personal number that Gary can call any time and ask yes,
2: and yes. he'll do whatever Gary says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that I
3: mean so that's a pretty nice meeting, even though it's a long drive for a tiny get
2: together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She's been so telling me that ever since the meeting. Since what, is, the what, what you what is, you ain't gonna go to meetings like that? You gotta go to meetings. That's okay. All right. okay. I'll go. to <laughs> which,
3: which again is so, the
4: large, um, the largest um, spot where where Cape Verdeans are being deported from here in New York? You said Buffalo or?
2: No, they're not from New York, from uh, New England. They're from Boston.
4: Oh, from Massachusetts,
3: okay. Yeah, it's Massachusetts. The most, yeah. the and that's really number. the biggest population center. Yeah. So so yeah. that's that's the biggest hub of deportees, even though, I mean, they're yeah. having the same problem, you know, in, in any African-American community in America. Uh, it It's pretty concentrated in New England. There's a lot of guys down in the Atlanta area and so forth. So. They are dispersed.
4: Have we have we done the demographic work and surveys in order to to poll them and and see what they their what they feel their needs are? Not yet. No, no, we haven't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's you know that's a big issue in our back. design process. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Because at this that's point, important.
2: they just know the pressure came down on them when this uh, reluctant partner thing came up, because they have money that they get from the U.S. government, right? So right. when they got into the result, reluctant partnership, it wasn't about deportation. It was other things that they've been doing over the years, right? And so they well, said, the, you got to correct that. Yeah. The, the main was it,
3: thing, though, was, was this whole that their, their uh, consulate in Boston was basically... Yeah. Sitting yeah. on the paperwork for years, just telling yeah. people, "Oh, don't worry, I'll handle it. You don't have, you know, you're not right. really going to get deported." Uh, and and so they they had this backlog of almost 450 people that the paperwork wasn't getting done. And apparently, when the backlog starts building, you automatically move into the you know closer to the top of the shit list, basically of, of countries. Yeah. And so they yeah. became a non-cooperating nation without even knowing it. It just was automatic. Yeah and it took them a while to realize that was going on but you know, they pulled the plug on all all the next uh, renewals of funding from the US so it, it soonly yeah. soon they figured it out <laughs>
4: yeah. but nobody told them yes. you're getting yeah. worse and worse you got to get this done
2: yeah and so uh they they had to act on this but but uh then they, but they just said they'd, they'd act on it and so then that left us th- Left it to us, which was cool. To say, okay, what do you think we should do? And
3: and so, you know, their bad luck is our incredibly good luck because Carlos yeah, Vega yeah. knows everybody yeah. who who can make a decision in in uh, Cabo Verde, and he's a hundred percent behind us You know, that yeah. I mean, that was just an incredible piece of luck. The last ambassador yeah. would have been fumbling around on it. This guy knows he's yeah. got to get it done. He's here because it to do that. He's Spends more than half his time back home, sure. still. But he, but he's on task, and he thinks we're on task, which is, oh. you know, we're so lucky. Plus, the guy Antonio, who's his, his aide, mm-hmm. he, you know, it's a smart, very efficient guy. Who's a, he's an international lawyer, and he, he did things like set up the the CIA for uh, Cabo Verde. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and you know, run it like a machine. Uh, the guy's got some capabilities. And uh, also, really the guy who sold the ambassador on this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so we lucked um, out.
4: Yeah, what what access will we have to the um, the prison in Massachusetts? Because I think that that would be one of the first things we would want to go yeah. in and, and, yeah. and have a conversation with the individuals.
2: We, even we know
4: if, that's... You know that's going to be the biggest hurdle
0: because uh, it
3: always is, and you know the reason we gave ourselves a full six months for planning is for that very issue. The other stuff we could have done in three, but uh, this is really to figure out how to get the right combination uh, uh, of clout to get into the prisons, and and you know in most most states it's up to the warden, so you know we're going to the governor. we, We we you know we're hitting a as hard as we can at the top down, to, right. to try to break in in, in some that, kind of
2: efficient way,
3: cost-effective way. Yeah,
4: yeah, and that's
2: what these meetings they just had up in in Massachusetts were to do. Those kinds of, they the, they met with the the different mayors and the uh, governors and all. But like you know, man, that that's nice. Now we're going to do it with the prison guys, yeah, because they don't answer to no mayors or governor. You know that. Right. So uh, that still has to be worked out. That's what – see. But we, we, we have Homeland
3: Security about. on our side. And, you know, yeah. it, it's possible yeah. that they're dealing completely top-down except for us. And, and uh, you know, we'll see how far that works. That's You know, we need and we said basically if we can't get that in a six-month period, we don't have a demo. So this is right. all or nothing for us this six right. months. Cool.
2: And like uh, it was brought to our attention, as well, I brought to their attention, if they don't know where the guys are, how can we work with them? You know <laughs> yeah. now. Now uh, ICE, which is you are in the paper, they're doing this, and doing that. When we talk to them, they don't know where the heck the guys are. So yeah. you say, well, you expect us to find them? And why would like uh, like Hassan said to me one day he said. So, you, we're the police? If you if you start going in and tell them come come see us, and then you can get them deported, where the police? So why would they come to you? Right. You know they're on the street now, and so you say come to me, and I can get you shipped out of here. I don't think so. <laughs> so they said they well they could they'll work on that. The woman remember at the meeting Bruce uh, from ICE. I, they talked to her on the phone that day. Yeah. Yeah, she said she'd see what she could do if she could get some of them together. But yeah. I wonder what they do with them when they don't get them together. What do you, what do, you do if they're hey. supposed to be deported? They just you run them down or you just let catch them go? His, and
3: catch can, on. can and, and ship them out, probably. Hey, but, right. you know,
2: the, the, just to give you a picture of this,
3: well, well over half of these guys have been in this country a long time. I mean, a oh, lot yeah. of them came when they yeah. were four years old. They don't speak yeah. the local language. They don't have know anything about the economy. Most of them don't have relatives there anymore. So, that, so and and what ICE does is they put them on a plane, they usher them down mm-hmm. the steps of the plane, and ditch them. Right. No mm-hmm. money, no language, mm-hmm. and then they wonder why these guys get in trouble. Yeah. No, no, no possible way to make it in that economy for right. that language. No money, you know, to to carry you over until you get that. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And yeah. and uh, you know, talk about inhumane and stu- stupid. If, <laughs> if that yeah. were me, I'd be rather pissed at the U.S. And and yeah. uh, if I had nothing better to do, I might get involved politically. I mean, it's just one of these things, just
1: so stupid.
2: The wow. are homeless. Most of them are homeless now. And a bunch of them are in jail over there already. Yeah. You know, yeah. They ain't there but a minute, and they're in jail. And
1: So, so, they, uh,
3: so they're selling drugs, they're doing drugs, or they're in yeah. jail. It's pretty much yeah. the options. Right.
4: But now now I, I read the package, and they were saying that Cape Verdeans um, have some concerns about the overflow of individuals returning.
3: Oh, so, yeah. Right.
4: Right. Yeah. So they're saying that 400... 400 individuals returning back to the country would actually destroy their economy.
3: Yeah, I mean they've yeah. they've
4: had about 2,000
3: uh, returnees over the last 20 years. Now they're going to get 450 in very short order. they they did organize to uh, slow it down. They did they sign an agreement w- w- with Homeland Security to say, look, at least spread this out. Send us the worst cases first right guys that you absolutely can't stand to have in the country another day and then we'll kind of work down the list in some kind of way that actually makes it workable maybe yeah and that's why we think it's going to work to especially well to go and get organize the community to make sure there's there's both opportunity, which we're working on with the economic, local econ- economy building kind of stuff, but but also that there's a kind of a community pushback against getting in trouble.
4: Right. Yeah,
2: because right now the community doesn't want them either. You know that. Cape Verdean community over there doesn't want those guys over there. And and you would know, well, because the guy has never been there really. Right. Been over and, here and, and
3: that's not everybody,
2: speech. but it, it's enough of a no. problem. Yeah, that's what we're going to be dealing with. Yeah, he's he's never been there, and, and you know how them brothers talk sometimes, man. In the, in the penitentiary, the, when I talked to the people in the penitentiary, they told me they're afraid I'm going to hurt them. Yeah, they say they're going to kill us. Now that's that's the people who run the oh. penitentiary are here. You know, brothers say that to me. I'll kill you. They right. they literally believe that they say they're going to kill us. You know, stuff like that. So so that that's that that's what's going on. But again the so we have to work with the people say no no they're not gonna do that. That's not what they're gonna do. But they're not I'll tell you this though, they're not gonna just sit here and starve to death, they're not gonna do that. Right. They're not gonna do that. And yeah. so the 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 problem that they have, see one of the things uh the Homeland Security is interested in this, they say, well, you guys, this, this helps with the um, drug trafficking. But the, you know what the big thing there with the drug trafficking is? It's not people in Cape Verde buying dope. They ain't no money. It's a storage place, and they distribute from there, and they can get these guys to work for them, distribute distributing and garden stuff and all. That's what they can get them to do. The guy don't have to be in the seat with a pistol there. He don't have to do that. They just right. have to guard guard that stuff there. And so they so then but, Homeland but, Security says, well, um, you guys are fighting drugs and all that kind of stuff. And, 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 terrorism. and terrorism, they added to the terrorism, list. Terrorism. Fight. <laughs> We're fighting terrorism. Yeah, you're fighting well, terrorism. Yeah. You're stopping them guys coming out of the penitentiary. They all go, go become Muslims. And they become terrorists. <laughs> I said, Wait a minute, man! Don't tell people
1: that <laughs> that we're doing that.
2: <laughs> you know, I said uh, they, they be shooting so,
4: up. it has a large Muslim
3: population. No, it, no, but it's a really no. open country. They get money from Muslim countries, and they have Muslims there. And yeah. you know, they're they're a, it's a, a very open, very participatory democracy. They never make policy decisions without getting, uh, you know, representatives of all the communities to, to weigh yeah. in on it. It's, and in fact, here's a really cool thing. You lived overseas for 20 years. You have dual citizenship. As long as you're right. still yeah. a citizen of Cape Verde, you vote. Yep. Yeah. So they, And they, because of that kind of loyalty both ways, they've, a big part of their uh, economic development fund is remittances. People sending that money back to the families, but also they get a favorable interest rate uh, if they if they actually put it in a bank over in uh, Cape Verde. Right, so gotcha. That, so it's real important to them. One reason why you know they send the prime minister to every, and a whole team over here last week to uh, visit the, the New England areas because. Keeping those ties strong is a really strategically important thing for them.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Gotcha. So that's it it in a nutshell.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Big nut.
4: (laughs) So... So we still have to wait for for you to make contact in um, Massachusetts to get into the prison.
1: Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. We, basically,
3: we're not we, we're we're really we've run out our string, as, <laughs> I think, of of uh, volunteer work for for the uh, government. There, we're really. You know, on the brink of a contract, we hope, but God, it's been so slow. We just keep being asked to do another thing and another thing and another thing, and you know, and and we're hoping we're getting close to the end of that. Right. They they had a schedule. The uh, Antonio had said, you know, okay, uh, we were planning to be in Massachusetts all of September and Cape Verde all of October. Well, right. <laughs> there's a little missing part in that equation. <laughs> right,
4: got you. So,
3: so we're we're hoping it'll get done pretty quickly now.
4: I, th- so I think a... that
3: you know meeting meeting the prime minister's team uh, last week was was probably the final hurdle. Yeah,
2: I think so too. Well,
3: Gary, uh, Tony his heads turned
2: on right? Yeah, screwed <laughs> on right. <laughs> but Tony is supposed to call me today because he. Uh, uh, he said, I said, we need an update, Tony. What's going on? He said, no, no, I, I was going to call you. Talk to Carlos and all, and we need to talk. So I said, all right. So sometime today, I'm hoping to get a phone call from him to bring us up to date on where we are. Okay. And because supposedly, again, Bruce, you know this, supposedly they made contact with these people in Massachusetts. Now, I don't know who the hell they were talk, talking to if they talk to the uh a boss of the uh, the mayors and stuff like that them guys can't get us any access to the penitentiary you know that hmm. so just and the, the one time i i asked about the penitentiary we were well you were there when i asked the people up there in uh in uh bridgewater and they asked, there was a representative there from the Department of Correction, and when I asked him how many Cape Verdeans were in prison, he didn't know. So then I said, well, you you keep a record of these guys. Yeah, but we don't have any. And then next thing I know, he told me he had 26. Wow. 26 in the whole state? He says, yeah. "Yeah." See, that's not true. You know what I mean? uh, Because what you call it? I was at another meeting with the people in Boston, and they said their biggest crime problem is K-Virtians. Now you And you only got 26 of them locked up? They said, yeah. No, they didn't say that. They just said they didn't get into how many were locked up. They just told me that's their biggest problem they have, is K- these K-Verdians. And so now these guys tell me he had, they had 26 in the state. So I don't know when they had these meetings who talked to who. You know, to say what's really going on there, because obviously that's not true. You know, so then they said um, they keep in, no records of, of who's in there. I don't, I don't believe that's true either. But I think the, our biggest nut is going to be right here, dealing with this Department of Corrections and and immigration.
4: Yeah. Where
2: where are the people? You yeah. know, how do you what get else, them together? No.
4: What else might they identify as if they're not? when they do their census, if they're not identifying as Cape Verdeans, what else might they identify as?
2: Just plain old African-Americans? Yeah. I don't think so. Because yeah. uh, I was thinking that. But, no, I remember uh, a couple times of going to meetings up in Boston, and the people in the meeting would say, uh, "Mendes, you got to talk to these, these Cape Verdeans. I said, what do you mean? They said... They don't wanna do stuff with us with with uh, quote African Americans. And he said they don't. Yeah, no, they they don't identify with us. But uh I don't know why they don't. They go to jail just like we do. So right. I, I said, Okay, uh let me try. But uh they don't identify like that. So I don't know who what they put down when they when they gotta check on the checklist when you come in there who you are. You gotta right. check something. That's- yeah, so I don't know what they're checking so that they don't get recorded as K-Birdians.
4: Well, if there's fear of deportation, then they may be identifying as Canadian. They may, you know, it uh, runs the gamut. Oh, you know, okay, when, yeah. Yeah, if there's fear of deportation, you you, you know, use, use whatever's available, the closest municipality. So.
1: Oh, okay. Gary. Yeah. Hello, Gary, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, they they may in fact be identifying as Latinos too from the Caribbean, because right. oh, right, uh, yeah,
2: names. because a lot okay. of them,
1: yeah yeah a lot of them uh, identify with uh, Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, Cubans. They said, well, not so much Cubans because they're on the outs with the U.S., but uh, right. yeah, those countries <laughs> with close proximity to America and somebody who's not fluent in Spanish would not know that their accents or or um, uh the Portuguese flavor in their language is not really Spanish.
2: Right, okay. Uh, only uh, only, another Spanish, Latino, yeah, only another
1: Latino only okay. another Latino would yeah. understand it. That's not really, you know.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. I never even thought about it. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, because I was just talking to a guy the other day about something something that's kind of work and he said, Well you you're Spanish, right? Where'd you get that from? And then- was that Mendez is your name? I said, oh, yeah, no, no, this is Cape Verde. He said, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So,
3: uh... Well, most people don't even know where Cape Verde is. Really. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a pretty small sure. country and not on yeah. our radar very often.
2: Yeah. 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 So there's got to be some way we we can find these guys without us being the police. You know, because, uh, they ain't going to try to find us. They come to the, the... I don't know if they come to the consulate anymore with the issue of deportation.
0: They probably, well, probably yeah, run it now with, with ICE and what the uh, Homeland Security has been doing with regards to rounding up uh, suspected deportees.
2: Yeah, they, 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 they ain't checking into the consulate, huh?
0: Yeah, but see, you know, no. really that that's That's the real consulate issue you, you know mm-hmm. you're in the position the trust is in a position where all we got to do is uh, facilitate the training of the facilitators, get a you know a data management model so we can track progress and put a certification mm-hmm. program in place uh, for the facilitators that we make sure that they're presenting the material as you know as you've created it and mm-hmm. um, you know and the rest is on you know, the state of Massachusetts or, or, you know, Finland, the Netherlands, Portugal, whoever. You know, because like well, you said, you're not providing housing for folks. You're not providing employment for them. You know, that's something that they got to work out on their own. You know,
3: yeah.
0: so keeping that narrow scope is, you know, is really going to help, um, you know, help us identify what it is that we need to be doing. Um hmm making sure that people follow the process that you put in place. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. As you know, that's the biggest challenge, Gary, is staying in scope, you know. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Looking
0: at you and saying, you a savior this, are you going to do all that? And mm-hmm. all you're saying is, is, this is what our scope is. Anything outside yeah. okay. of it, you know, that's that's not on our belly wave.
2: Right. Okay. Yeah, and I definitely want to do that. You know that. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: No. No. We taking care of you. Okay. This is what we can do.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, um, fellas, at this at this juncture here, what is our priority? What is our first order of business right now? When we hang up the phones right now, um, mm-hmm. what's our agenda?
3: one of the things that we know we need to do during the planning period is to really pull the curriculum together that we have and yeah. and organize it and edit it into a uh, single package that's really presentable and that essentially gets us so we can walk in the room and start the trainings and and uh yeah you know, so that's obviously a liability to an asset Liability assets and and uh, children of the sun schools packaged and the other piece that we still have to develop is the community organizing and mobilizing mm-hmm. and the, uh, the the local economy building stuff. And so those yeah. those things have to be um, especially the two two core curricula have to be really polished and ready to roll on day one of the demo. And so basically at the end of the, the six months. And, and that we're not really funded for much. So, so uh, um, you know, I'd say those are the things that you guys have worked on a lot. And uh, I understand from Gary you've agreed to go help him dig through the boxes and boxes of stuff he has in New York. But, you know, basically <laughs> we've got to pull that pull the best set of materials together uh make sure all the pieces connect well and and are essentially a uh, a training manual and a and a and a program uh manual so that so that uh we're ready to roll that's the biggest piece uh beyond the the you know sort of grueling logistics of getting all these uh partnerships and uh in place especially with corrections Okay. Um, and Is that so right, that, Gary? So you, got, you think we, of anything else? Yeah. Just a higher priority? No,
2: because uh, we got we have all that, um, all the material over the years in storage. We got to go and get our stuff out of there because much of the stuff you guys put together or we put together over the years, no need to say, well, let's start from the beginning. No, no, no let's build off of what we already have. Right, And there's plenty of stuff that we've developed over the years, you know.
3: So I think we, the biggest we, thing
2: isn't going to be new stuff, except for the community
3: development part. It's going to be sorting through the uh, mountains of good material and figuring out what's the single thread that's the best representation of this.
1: Yeah.
2: And I, I got a, a hold of... Uh, Jill, you guys remember Jill, and she said, yeah, yeah, you guys have that, that stuff. A lot you need to mess. go to work on it.
4: Uh,
2: hmm? What would you say?
4: Jill has a lot of that stuff on the drive because she sent me yeah. a lot. She was able to upload. Okay.
2: Oh, that's I just great. talked to
4: her yesterday.
2: Yeah, so she said, okay, well, let me know when you guys want to get busy on this stuff, you know. Well, you know, we should
3: find out before we start digging in boxes. We should see if maybe we have everything on the drive that we need.
2: Yeah. Yes. you you, got a, you have a drive with all the stuff on it, you said?
4: Yeah, yeah, I have quite a few things. I have to look at my um, my Google Drive, but, um, yeah, Jill sent okay. me quite a bit of stuff while we was having the meeting last year.
3: Maybe we could all have a copy of that. So
4: okay. We all know, all know what,
3: what the uh, – machined part of the, the mountain of stuff in boxes is and if what and we can fairly quickly go through and see you know what else needs to be here that we that we don't have or can we just go with what we got right there on the drive. Okay and, and just be editing what's already done, you know. That'd be so much easier.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm.
4: Got so Gary, I didn't um yeah. I didn't the email that you sent this morning for whatever reason it never came to me. Um, okay. This, that everybody... Oh, I did it through. No, a, it was a text, text mail. Hmm? Oh, you it did was a text. It through, through yeah. text? And It was just. It
3: was just four items. Of, uh, it was the uh, background of the issue of deportation in Cape Verde, where uh, where we are with our proposal. The instance it's five. And oh, okay, I only had four, and and uh, individual roles in the project. Okay, is what. I missed the fifth one. That's crazy. Yeah, I
4: didn't, get, I didn't get that. I didn't get the text either. I would have seen it. Um, what number did you send it to? Can
2: you send it to me? Those comp, you're going to ask me those complicated <laughs> questions,
4: huh? You might have sent it to me as opposed to me. My
2: okay. Let me see. Um, I don't know. Well, see, now here's my problem right now. The the way I for know, me yes. to check that means to go through this phone.
4: And don't. No, no, click from no, one no, thing right. to
2: another, we'll be gone. Do you have
4: a pen? Do you have a pen available? I,
2: yeah, I have a pen.
4: All right, just write down my personal cell and just send it to that number. Okay, um, what's the number? 347 517 mm-hmm. 917. Five, five, nine, one, five, one,
3: one, wait, five, one, what was it? 517?
4: Five, yeah, 517 9630. Yeah. Okay. Three, zero. N-
2: Nine six three zero. Okay. Yeah. So one right, seven
4: five, nine six three zero Okay. And I and I'll look okay. on the I'll look on my drive. Um Okay. Um if I could get everybody's email address. Or yes. if they should be on the previous emails right that Fred sent out. Everyone is on there, let me look now. Yep, I have Bruce, Wally, Fred, Charles, Ronald, Ronald, and myself. So, yeah, I have the email addresses. So I once I look on the drive, I'll send everybody that information.
3: Oh, that'd be great. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, if maybe we're lucky and it's all there. And, and that would really speed up being able to do it without having to dig through box after box after box of stuff that's, Unless, they're, unless the boxes are well-labeled, that could be a big,
4: big well,
2: job. Yeah, yeah, you know you know how labeled they are.
4: Yeah, no, yes. we've quite a few of them, Gary. We went, when we, we came did? up, we got quite a few oh, done. Oh, that's right. You guys
2: did that, some of that. Yeah, that's Oh, right. Yeah,
4: cool. So we yeah, got... Okay.
3: okay. And are they all up in your town, Gary, or are they down in the city?
2: No, they're all, they're all up here. Yeah, that's right. All up in, in, yeah, in uh, storage.
4: Yeah.
3: Well, it's good we have that uh,
0: yeah. and if you, if you
3: guys have already organized it that's even better so, we, so right, let's start with what little we've little got nice on disk anyway and just see what okay. uh, you know how close it looks like it is then we'll know what we're hunting for and it'll be a lot easier to
1: make headway yeah. with it okay.
4: yeah I'm looking to see I can't
3: well, we don't need to answer that today. I'm just saying that's probably the first place to look. You you sound like – and and we, and if we're all looking uh, in a while, then maybe we can – each of us can think about, okay, h- how complete does this seem? And it, does it look like there's enough to have at least the first edition curriculum? hmm
1: you
4: No. Know, I know I have um, – I'm looking now. I have the AECF paper that you did, that, Gary, offering a new vision for reintegrating and returning ex-offenders into productive community life. Um, that was like okay. a, a twenty-page document. Okay. Uh, the trust.
2: So, Andy, uh, what you
3: know, what, what we're really trying to do, in, in addition to describing the program, is to is to have a how-to manual, essentially. Yeah, it's it's the training material, and and uh, and then they enough of the content so that a new trainer has lots of guidelines in how to go through the uh, you know the twenty five risk areas. Sure. Uh, well, that's on the adult adult program. Yeah, it's the same range of stuff for the uh, children's schools. So yeah, to have it both for both programs. Mm-hmm. So we need stuff that, you know, we don't need to describe the pro, well, we don't need to spend, we don't need to show them the evaluations, for example, Uh, as important as they are to our funders. We want to get cut right to the chase of here's what, here's what you need to be able to do. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: Here's how, and and we will need to figure out pretty quickly, though we we could start the training even without having it uh, finished, is how are we evaluating? And certifying trainers, and how are okay. we evaluating uh, program performance in an ongoing way that so we can consistently verify the the effectiveness of of institute chapters or locations, and and decertify them if they're not doing our program our way and getting the kind of mm-hmm. results we think they should be. Sure. And that's what, uh, Fred was uh, alerting us to figuring out how to make sure this stays a trust program when it's in an institute that uh, where we're the biggest influencers, but don't have uh, maybe maybe don't have ultimate power. Uh, You know, we have through our intellectual inputs and, and knowledge base, we have a lot of control, but you want to make sure over time that that doesn't wander away. And, and this was Fred's great point. And, and so we're talking about certification processes that we do. And, mm-hmm. and no matter else, who's doing the training? We're doing the quality control. Yeah. Yeah. And and they sign agreements, you know, non-disclosure agreements, and agreements to, to to use this without without change, without modification. Yeah. Or, or with pre-approved modification, if you know, if they want to add cultural content and historic content or something like that for their given country, then yeah, we, we'd work we'd obviously work on that with them.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: But otherwise, it's Gary's program. It's your guys' program. It's the it's the trust at the center and the core. But yeah. we're thinking, you know, we're we're thinking that that the the, the um, Fundy, the funde uh, is this institute, which doesn't even exist yet, and so we have to tie the, the the trust rock solid into this institute, so it so it doesn't get away from us. It's just become everybody's whatever the you know the uh, flavor of the day is.
4: Right. Right. Got gotcha.
0: Okay. So.
3: But, but but in terms of first first things to do right now, uh, you know, the, the next time you want to uh, be uh, doing something for this is to really focus on the curriculum. I think that's the biggest thing. And there will be, other, obviously, other things that come up at, once we're into planning and seeing what we really need to do to get to the finish line of something we can start delivering. Then, you know, then. Uh, Other things may come up during the the six months, but for now, you know, I think we ought to have a kind of a laser focus on getting the curriculum in in production shape, and and that means by the time we start the demo, it has to be in English, ready to go, and then by the time we do our first training in in Cabo Verde, it has to have all that, uh, any additional cultural and, and historic content, but you know, it has to be converted to to and language, the local uh, language. But we don't have to worry about that yet. That we can get funded for.
1: Okay.
4: Cool.
3: So it should be with the program we have in hand that's been running for a long time, uh, we should be able to start the, the, the demo as long as we get the community engagement and and uh local economy building pieces in place. Okay. And
4: those are those are fairly short pieces compared to the curriculum. Okay. okay. I sent out two of the two two documents to um Google Drive. So hopefully I'll receive them Great, I haven't
3: Okay. It up yet, but that, that's great.
2: We'll go over it Go this for the okay. All right. Hey I gotta get off this phone. Okay. Yep. My I need a diabetes is acting up. I gotta
1: get her some food. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. But uh
3: right. well, so well, maybe we should... are we at a at
1: a
2: good finishing point then? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I think so too. But because now, now, this is the first time we're really actually talking over the guys. We need some feedback from you. You know about well, men. This this that sounds interesting. Or, you know some feedback. Uh, what do we really think about it? You know, or I'm worried about. You know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah.
4: Yes. yeah. My, yeah, yeah. my my main concern is how are these these Cape Verdeans that's here going to feel about the deportation issue? going back um and we haven't told them we haven't done a survey to ascertain their exact needs um because again it's different than the needs of somebody reintegrating in new york Mm -hmm. right (laughs) yeah so that so their primary needs are different yeah well and one
3: of the huge things is they're going to an economy that has no jobs right you know, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, mo, one of the the biggest reason there's so many Cape Verdeans out, more than half the Cape Verdeans are out of the country, is lack of job opportunity. Right. So so we're, we're going to have to be, that's why the economy building part of it is so important over there. Sure. You know, in our, in our economy, they're crappy jobs and they're decent jobs, but they're jobs. And, and, uh. You know, it's it's a little easier to say this, and and people know the language, <laughs> right? So mm-hmm. they don't need it, to, you know. But here, we really need during uh, this period to get some basic Creole in everybody, and sure. and uh, and teach them how you know something about the economy, but also how to uh, how to diagnose what's what options uh, opportunities there might be, and are probably a lot more entrepreneurial ones than there are decent jobs unless you know sure. you happen to have computer skills or you happen to have done construction at a level where you can manage a crew you know there's there can be some sure. places like that where there are actual shortages over there that right. you know if you happen to have those matching skills you can just slot right into it but that's right. not going to be the main story
4: right yeah but we need to find out what constitutes a living wage yeah. And if that's going to be enough mm-hmm. to sustain them from not yeah. wanting to turn back to criminal behavior, because yeah, again, especially
3: when especially when the uh, living wage is denominated in in local currency, exactly, <laughs> and the other is denominated <laughs> in dollars, <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah. laughs> right? So I, it I, probably I, is at the dollar rate, you know.
4: Mm-hmm. Right, so how do we sell them on the fact that it's more viable to, you know, to yeah. work this job mm-hmm. and, right. and not pick up a brick and go out there and try to sell mm-hmm. about taking care of your family? Well, you know,
3: yeah, that's right, exactly right. Yeah,
4: so, and then what, what are we going to have in place? So we're saying, well, this is the life that we want you to live. We think reintegration could go this way, that you have a sense of civic duty to return to your community and build it up. What are we gonna have in place to ensure yes. that you know, that they yeah. know coming yeah. out of this transition that they could go to work. Yeah. Right. You yeah. know. And those those yeah. are issues in New York, except uh in this country it's a little bit easier to find something without having to go pick up a brick.
3: Yeah. But it's it's even, I mean,
4: yeah, it's more extreme over there. That's just
3: I mean it's there's that, but they've also they've, they've invested hugely their foreign aid in building uh, infrastructure, like, and they're they're continuing. So they're building buildings, they're building roads. They've also uh, really committed to getting quickly to hundred percent renewable because they have a lot of wind and they have a lot of sun, and so wow. there might be huge opportunities, you know, to start a small uh, communal business of the guys. Doing uh, um, solar installation, for example, you know. So, uh, mm-hmm. but that's you know that's the my part of the six months is really trying to figure out a lot of those economic issues sure. of what's what we could possibly imagine as getting guys qualified for who think it might be an interesting thing to do. So how much training do we need, and then you know how what are the uh, as you say the living wage levels right. that
4: are going to keep them from Having to do something else, sure, sure. Because that's one of the biggest (laughs) obstacles I think to this whole project is that if we return 400 returning citizens and ultimately don't have anything for them, and then they uh, ultimately become liabilities as opposed to assets.
3: Yeah, and a (laughs) huge
4: liability all at once. Huge liability. Yeah,
3: absolutely. And yeah, so so we have to focus a lot more on, on the opportunity building part of this. Especially sure. in Cape Verde, but also, you know, it, I mean, it's also true that you know, as Gary has been pointing out for years, that that the local communities here in the U.S. don't have an economic, local economy building plan, right? And so, so it's also an important piece here. It's not as absolutely vital because <laughs> there are some jobs, but it's still so much a part of mobilizing a community and keeping them engaged is going to be about getting some excitement and some commitment and involvement and show of success in local mm-hmm. economy building. sure. So, that, so what, there's more, more uh, entrepreneurial activity going on and, sure. and uh, getting jobs with, within neighborhood people that know who you are and care about how you're doing.
1: Right.
4: But even for those jobs, there's certain certifications. So maybe we need to look into, um, Being able to provide individuals with OSHA certification, flagging, all of those construction-type trades that will afford them an opportunity to move right in and get that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And one one of the things, you know, there are some labor department programs, and we're going to see if we can find ones that fit the kinds of needs we're seeing. Sure. Because okay. it's a big issue of how how you know as, as, I, as we were saying earlier you know if we had if we had a residential school for these guys with training programs that's big big bucks. Well, right. that's like like eight or nine million a year for well for a smaller number a little less but but still sure. it's it's talking real money right. pretty quickly. Yeah.
0: All right. But
3: oh, yeah, I'll, that, I'll, and I'll that, that whole uh, that whole opportunity side is going to be really important.
4: Well, I'm on board. Just let us know how we could um, start working on this curriculum. It's going to require some students through those documents. So maybe we're going to have to make a trip up there, upstate, to see you, Gary. And, oh, uh, yeah.
3: Go through yeah, them boxes yeah,
4: sure. once again in short time before the weather starts transitioning. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, really. that,
4: yeah.
3: We hope we have a grand I mean, you know, we, have, we hope we have a... Like, contract by then we'll see <laughs> but, but actually we don't have for that we really don't have to wait we could just do it whenever because right. it's, a, it's not going to be a funded part of the that you know we sort of have to go in with them assuming we actually have all that stuff right because we're talking about we're that's what we're bringing to the party we're bringing a, you know a great program that's that that's been shown to be really successful over the years and and uh they, they uh so it seems like it's hard to ask them to fund the curriculum piece.
4: Okay. All right. Gotcha. got you. Okay. All right, Doc,
0: we
2: good? Yeah,
0: I'm good. Yeah, that was good. It was good. All right. All right, fellas. All right.
1: I'm going to send my reflections by Sunday. Okay. All
4: right, cool.
2: All right. All right.
1: All right. And Gary, we, sure. need, we need to yeah. touch
4: base and to find out a, a weekend when we could, um, you know, make a quick trip up there um, okay. to start that process.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. Listen, All listen, right. fellas, Go one ahead. more one one more thing before we close out. Can y'all hear me? Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Everybody hear me? me?
1: Okay. Yeah. Listen. That situation about um, Capo Verde being uh, late and not time conscious. Listen, we've been dealing with that. That's, they just stepped it up a level from CP time, so we're already right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. That's right. <laughs>
3: good, right. Yeah. All right. Right. And that's a, a road already well-traveled, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right.
4: <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. One. Gary, I'll touch base right. with you so we can set up a okay. time for a update. Hassan, I'll see you Monday night. Okay. Yes.
1: Oh,
0: All right. 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 Keep keep the trust. All right. All keep, right. the trust. Keep, keep the trust, man. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky? In line at the deli,
2: I guess. uh in my dentist's office.